Congregation, please stand. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Who gives this woman to be married to this man? Dearly beloved, we are gathered here on the side of God and before his church to witness the union of this man and this woman in holy matrimony. This is an honorable estate created and blessed by God in paradise before humanity's fall into sin. In marriage, we see a picture of the communion between Christ and his bride, the church. Our Lord blessed and honored marriage with his presence and first miracle at Cana. This estate is also committed to us by the Apostle Paul as good and honorable. Therefore, marriage is not to be entered into inadvisedly or lightly, but reverently, deliberately, and in accordance with the purposes for which it was made by God. The union of husband and wife in heart, body, and mind is given by God for the mutual companionship, help, and support that each person ought to receive from the other, both in prosperity and adversity. Marriage was also created so that man and woman may, be, so that man and woman may find delight in one another. God also established marriage so that, Christian families may be, so that Christian families may be made to be brought up in the fear and knowledge of the Lord so that they may offer him their praise. For these reasons, God has created the holy estate that Mackenzie and Chance wish to enter. They seek the prayers we give as they begin their marriage in the Lord's name and with his blessing. Please be seated. This time I will ask Pastor Brian to come forward to read from the scriptures. A reading from God's word from Psalm 139, verses 1 through 16. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. 
You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none. Of them. And then a reading from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. And then a reading from Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 28. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teachings. May God bless the reading of his word. What an honor it is, and it has been, to be able to get to know both of you better and offer counsel leading up to this day. And what a privilege it is to be the one who gets to lead you through your vows. But also how much I thank you for choosing a church to be the place where you will, in a few short moments, become husband and wife. Now, how you met is a really funny story. Both of you had injuries that needed treatment, and so the training room ended up being the place that sort of led you here to this place. And as I understand it, Chance was there first getting treatment, and then Mackenzie walks in, sees Chance, and immediately backs out and goes the other way. Apparently, Chance had already made quite an impression on her because she was so flustered that she just left the room. But I want to begin this message this evening with this. It's not about you today. Well, 
It is from the sense that we are also very happy for you. We are thrilled to be able to celebrate you as husband and wife. But I want to say something this afternoon that I hope will give all of us pause. You see, you are about to enter into the greatest relationship that God has ever created. Today is about Jesus. It's about showing all of us here today what it is like to be loved by him. So let me tell you a story. I once heard a pastor talk about a frustrated husband who had come to him for advice one day. And the husband just kept going on. She just nags me to death, pastor. I can't take it. Nothing that I ever do seems right. What am I supposed to do? What more does she want of me? She's always complaining about the things I do or things I don't do. I try to make her happy, but it just doesn't seem to be getting any better. Nothing I do is ever good enough. And the pastor looked at the husband, he paused, and he spoke these words to him. Love her more. So Chance, I begin with you. Of the two people in this marriage, you have the most difficult part because you have been given the most responsibility. You see, as we spoke of before, it is your calling as Mackenzie's husband to love her more just like Christ loves his bride, the church. You are called to love her without condition, just as Christ loves us. You are called to love her as your wife and to give yourself up for her. Again, from Ephesians 5, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. And so what does that look like? What does it look like for you to give yourself up for her? Well, it means that she becomes your number one. More than your parents, more than your work, more than your family, more than even your future kids. She is your number one. So when you come home after a really long day's work and all you want to do is just sit down and rest, the first thing that you are supposed to do is go find your wife and check on her and check on her heart. Does she need help with anything? Does she need someone to listen to her? Then, after you have kids, get down on the floor and play with them. And then, Chance, when everyone else has been taken care of, then you can sit down and rest. And why do you do this? Because Jesus, the groom, came not to be served, but to serve. And in this biblical model of marriage, we learn this. The husband is husband, not to be served, but to serve. To serve in thought, word, and in deed, and to forgive his wife as freely and without exception as he has been forgiven. And so, Mackenzie, this now brings me to you. You're not getting off the hook either. The rest of that passage from Ephesians says this. It says, Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. As we talked about, this text is one of the most misinterpreted texts in the entire Bible. Mainly because people read the word submit and they automatically think that what that means is that the wife is subservient to the husband. That she is supposed to be at his beck and call. That... She doesn't get much of a say, if any, when it comes to the family decisions, or even worse, 
that the husband is supposed to be bowed down to and revered in every aspect of the wife's life. Here's why that interpretation is wrong. First, we need to go back to the text that uh, is from Genesis. And it says, The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. You see, everything that God had made was good. And then he says, well, something's not good. It's not good that the man is alone. First, the Hebrew word there for helper means side by side. It means suitable. It means a right fit. Meaning that God did not create Eve to be a square peg that fits in a round hole. They are literally perfect for one another. And so, Mackenzie, you are Chance's side-by-side helper. And what does this look like for you to be his helper? Well, that you pray for him. That you let him know that you are praying for him. That you support him in his day-to-day effort of loving you as Christ loves the church. That you support him in his day-to-day effort of being the head of the household. That you forgive him when he fails to do those things, and trust me, he will. That you work in concert with him to raise your family. That you love him without exception because that is how you are loved by Christ. Remember that the word there for submit is actually a military term. And what it means is, is that you line up behind him. So that if anything should come, if any harm should come to you, it has to go through him first just like Christ lined up in front of us so that anything that would harm us went through him first. Jesus, who, as the psalmist writes in the psalm that was just read, is with you wherever you go. He is with you when you rise in the morning. He is there. When you lie down at night, he is there. And so may the words of Psalm 139 be your prayer as you begin your marriage today. O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. How appropriate that it is in this season of Advent that we are reminded of this, that Emmanuel is with you. God is with you. He promises never to leave or forsake you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so you two can now face each other. The moment has come. Chance, will you have this woman to be your wedded wife? To live together in the holy estate of matrimony as God created it? Will you nourish and cherish her, and cherish her as Christ loved his body, the church, giving himself up for her? Will you love, honor, and keep her in sickness and in health and forsaking all others? Remain united to her alone so long as you both shall live, then say, I will. Mackenzie, will you have this man to be your wedded husband, to live together in the holy estate of matrimony as God created it? Will you submit to him as the church submits to Christ? Will you love, honor, and keep him in sickness and in health and forsaking all others? Remain united to him alone so long as you both shall live and say, I will. I will. So chance, repeat after me. I chance. I chance. Take you, Mackenzie. Take you, Mackenzie. 
to be my wedded wife. To have and to hold. From this day forward. For this day forward. For better or for worse. For better or worse. For richer or for poorer. For richer or poorer. In sickness and in health. In sickness and health. To love and to cherish. To love and to cherish. Till death parts us. Till death parts us. According to God's holy will. According to God's holy will. And I pledge to you my faithfulness. And I pledge to you my faithfulness. Mackenzie, repeat after me. I Mackenzie. Yes. Take you chance to be my wedded husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death parts us, according to God's holy will. And I pledge to you my faithfulness. Let us pray. Almighty Father, you have generously created all things to serve us for our good. Send your blessing upon this couple who shall wear these rings as a constant reminder of the vows that they have made. Grant that by your mercy they may faithfully and gladly live in this holy bond. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So chance, repeat after me. Receive this ring, Receive this ring. As, a pledge and token as a pledge and token of wedded love and faithfulness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so Mackenzie, repeat after me. Receive this ring, Receive this ring as, a pledge and token as a pledge and token of wedded love and faithfulness. Name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so now that Mackenzie and Chance have committed themselves to each other in holy matrimony, have given themselves to each other by their solemn pledges, and have declared the same before God and these witnesses, I pronounce them to be husband and wife, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What God has joined together, let no one put asunder. Amen. The Almighty and gracious God abundantly grant you his favor and sanctify and bless you with the blessing given to Adam and Eve in paradise, that you may please him in both body and soul and live together in holy love until your life's end. Amen. Chance, you may kiss your bride.
Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, our Heavenly Father, grant that by your blessing this new couple may live together according to your word and promise. Guide them in faithfulness and love toward each other. Sustain and defend them in every trial. Help them, in, help them to live in faith toward you, in the communion of your holy church and in loving service to each other, that they may ever enjoy your heavenly blessing. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Hear us, Lord, as we pray in your name and as you have taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace. Amen. So now you folks get to face all of those lovely folks out there. It is now my joy and privilege to introduce to you for the first time, Mr. and Mrs. Chance Smith.
Chance and Mackenzie will receive guests at their reception, so I ask the ushers to come forward to dismiss.
just wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Last time I was like, I can't remember which time. I know, we're on. I know. That's what I, I, like, where I was at too. Was like, mm -hmm. I guess that's yours. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'll take all that from you. So, did you like those arrangements? Were they yeah, kind of interesting yeah, for they you? Were, they were. Not too much. So. Not too boring. Nice job. I surely do appreciate it, Jackie. You have no idea how much. Well, I appreciate you stepping in at the last well, minute. I'm glad I could. Yes.